The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting live to tape from beautiful Arroyo Grande, California. What? That is right. It is the Knapsack Files on the road. I'm Cat Knapsack, and I am here in my hometown, the beautiful central coast of California, specifically tonight, Arroyo Grande. But in this beautiful area, we have Pismo Beach, San Luis Obispo, Avila Beach, Shell Beach, uh, Oceano, and, well, I guess we can count Napomo and Santa Maria as well, and Atascadero and Paso. Robles if you want to get specific. That is right. I'm about my hometown recording some Knapsack File episodes and my guest tonight, I have two guests. These guys, it's a, it's probably the longest relationship I've ever witnessed uh, work successfully uh, this long. Um, Let's stipulate what that relationship <laughs> is though. Uh, with me tonight is Matt Donovan, a.k.a. Matty D, a.k.a. Lonnie the Lickman Licorice. How are you, Ken? That's right. Good to have And a.k.a. Don Donovoni. <laughs> And to my right is his cohort in crime, Jeff Moody, a.k.a. Wires Mon Fu. Hey. These two gentlemen have been in my life now for over 20 years when you factor it all in. We are going back to uh, 92, 93, 94. We all graduated to Royal Grande High School, class of 94. We paid our book fines and got out. Uh, but we met, I think I knew you guys. I think I remember you, Matt, in a PE class. Um, but we didn't all become friends till senior year in high school, correct? That's the way I remember it. Now, mm-hmm. I, don't ha- I don't recall any type of interaction between me and you in 92. There, there, was there wasn't. Okay. I'll tell you, the only time I, re- I remember you was in ninth grade PE class. We were in the locker room, and you were yelling at some kid about some political thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that was my memory of you until oh, I joined uh, video production. Right. Mr. Dickerson's class, video Correct. production, and you two were the class aides and kind of the veterans who I was quite frankly intimidated by uh, because you know how to edit and you know how to uh, record with those cameras that we had that had the VCRs separate. That we had to press record on the VCR and then we'd get the camera going. And then eventually we started working on projects together. We did, uh, we'll talk about that during the night. We did a lot of videos together up in high school, most notably something called Hall Monitors, created by Jeff Moody, um, uh, a cops parody, as it sounds, Hall Monitors. And uh, then from there, Matt and I worked uh, in radio together. Uh, first at 88.9, uh, a pirate radio station, if you will, a community-based micro-powered radio station, and then moved up to the big time, K-Bear 95, uh, which was 95.3 FM. We were the, uh, worked there. We were the morning team for a while, Mr. D. So basically what you're saying, we peaked at the age of 18. Then. We did. <laughs> I mean, we, we did. there's not much left on the resume to talk <laughs> about than what you just yeah. summarized there. Wow. Yeah, and then I left town. I left this one-horse town, and I left you gentlemen behind. And and uh, we're going to talk about that too. About it, it, it's why funny. the hell you're still here. My first impression of you when I met you yeah. was you were very off-putting. Yeah, because no, I did. Oh, so you, you you met most of the females. In my well, life. yes, but the thing about it was is I wasn't much of a Beatles aficionado at the right. time. In fact, I didn't know much about who the Beatles were. Right. So I didn't realize you were trying to go after that. Let it be John Lennon look. I thought you were just a big Jesus lover, and you were trying to look like Jesus Christ. Well, to, well, yeah, no, that's right. When you met me, uh, when we finally like became friends, I had a beard and what I called the Paul McCartney "Let It Be" oh, cover Paul look. McCartney. But no, you're right. You're right. But uh, then I transitioned after 
graduation, I transitioned into Lennon Summer of 69, which is a, a beer that was three to four inches in length and hair eventually all the way down to my belt. I just remember, you know, what's the soup of the day, Jeff? Go look at Ken's beard. I mean, that's, <laughs> how, that's how we knew it. I mean, that was the greatest thing about high school. So that was 1994. Yeah. Wow. Well, we graduated in 94, but we met in 93. Jeff, we did hall monitors, and, and, and you created that. Right, right, And you, right. we were starting to work on projects. And I remember, and, and I, gosh, I wish I could just play the link right now. I wish we were that on that show. Uh, we, we were doing video projects, struggling what to do. And you, you said, I'd like to do kind of a cops parody right. that's hall monitors. And, and Matt was like, yeah, that's what we'd like to do. And you and I sat down with a notepad. We beat out some scenes. Uh, and... Um, it was the best video production I've ever had, including anything I've done in Hollywood. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Again, we peaked at 18. But I'm, right. sorry, I'm disputing that we ever knew each other in 93 in this. I, I, I'm 93. We started. I thought it was just 94. We started that school year in 93. Oh, we did. In, in spring of 93. Uh-huh. So really it was one school year. Junior year, we, we didn't know you. Uh, I didn't start video production until my senior year. Oh, I see. You know, so I'm right. saying 93, 94. My math year. is wrong in my head. You're absolutely yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's the way I remember it. Um, mm-hmm. The way I also remember it was that Jeff and I would go out and do man on the street type style yes. shows together. Yeah, and that was wonderful. It was called Ask the Question, yeah. and it became a cult thing it did to be interviewed on campus by this guy to well, my no, what it was for those listening i mean <laughs> let's the three of us and some of our other friends a lot of our friends and our friends group we weren't the popular kids no. we were not the ones that all the girls liked we weren't the ones that all the football players liked though you guys worked with the football team filming the, sure. the games and that's right, how a lot right, of these right. videos happened with you guys but you did the series ask the question and that was one of my memories of you early on jeff is you walking around in a suit with toilet paper taped to your foot <laughs> yeah you know, that I didn't just, know you. That, that like, just got me so much tail. Yeah. You just, yeah. yeah. But it was some brilliant man on the street comedy and right. brilliant. Yeah, we were in high school and maybe your humor is not as refined back then, but it was brazen <laughs> yeah. stuff. Jeff would just walk into classes, Matt filming, and I would not be a part of this because I didn't have the courage to do this. Right. You would just walk into classes. There was a dance class. You just uh-huh. walked in and started right. dancing with girls. <laughs> That's right. Didn't. Didn't, like I said, I didn't get any tail. What happened to that? What happened to that fire? Well, I think it's because I, I grew up, and I don't know. I came more conscious, you know, That's, aware that hey, you know, people are going to start seeing me more like a, you know, an idiot or a clown, and that might affect myself. No, you know? that's horrible to think that. Know. That's horrible to think that. But quite uh, honestly, when yeah. I when I first met. Jeff, which yeah. was in junior high, but where I really came to appreciate and like him mm-hmm. was freshman year yeah. because uh, we'd have various classes together. And he was, I guess, in essence, the class clown. Yeah. But I totally admired his just his courage. He had no boundaries as right. far as what he said. And when he said it, yeah. he would pick the most sensitive times during a class period and just say a joke out loud. And I admired, he was a comedic God to yeah. me in that sense, because yeah. he just had no boundaries. And, and quite honestly, his humor was at a, not at a kid level at our age group. Right. You know, it was definitely shooting a little bit higher. So I appreciated that too. Right. And the, the, We'd come to find out that the teachers actually very much appreciated. It. Well, it was that was the th- that was the thing is, and and I think it factors for me definitely later on into into my uh, quote unquote Hollywood career. We had the respect of the teachers more than we did our peers. We had the teachers remember our economics teacher. We a year after we graduated, we were visiting. She was an administrator. That we were at a homecoming parade float football game, and she turns to you and I. I don't remember if you remember this, and she goes, "Those kids up there on the floats, they never make it." 
It's you guys that do. <laughs> um, so we had that. And one of my early memories, uh, Jeff, your sense of humor and how it worked so well was um, it was so deadpan, people didn't know how to react to it. You went, remember we had the one hot girl, uh, uh, Melissa, on right, tape. Right. And, and you guys were doing a little interview, and Jeff just walks up to her and just goes, uh, where do you live? How many VCRs do you have? And when are you, when are you home? Yeah. It's deadpan, and you never broke character. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was, it was uh, punked uh, no, he early could, on. He could hold the moment. He could hold the stare. It was right. great comedic timing, so I was very envious of that. Right. Uh, and at that time, I never considered myself uh, having a sense of humor at all, really. I mean, I admired things. Right. I admired Johnny Carson. I admired Night Court, all those kinds of things. But I could never generate it myself. Your tastes were, uh, and I'm saying Night Court, and I'm going to say rarefied and dignified yeah. tastes, but your tastes were kind of uh, beyond your age, too. Absolutely. I'm, you, early on, you, yeah, you were like Carson. You were, you, you, the elegance of Carson was your yeah. model which for was, comedy. Which goes back to what you were saying. We played to an older crowd. Yeah. I happened to grow up with an older crowd, so it yeah. forced me to play to it. But yeah. boy, when we got there, we weren't playing to our peers, so to speak. We were right. just playing pretty much to the administrators, the ones that were going to give us the green light to do a lot more and Which get away with a lot probably more. Probably why we had so much uh, romantic problems with uh, girls in our peer group. Yeah, no, there's definitely a, a situation there to talk You're about. You're still sure. waiting for your 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, we can get into that. But no, but honestly, going back, I mean, the way I remember Jeff was just a comedic god. He mm -hmm. would do everything that I, I didn't necessarily want to do what he was doing, but I right. just, the, just the charisma, the courage, where did it go, Jeff? Because it hasn't I'm gonna call. I'm going to call you on the carpet a little bit, yeah. Jeff, because I know right. you now, and you're a working man. You're a hardworking man. You're a 12 to 14 hour uh, man, right, right. Uh, and and you've had a long, successful career in that. Yeah. Um, and and you have the you have cameras and equipment all around you all the time. Where did this fire go? Well, number one, I think I lost my audience because I'm not in school anymore, so I don't have to throw, you know. So, uh, you know, and now if I walk up to a girl and start asking mm -hmm. these questions, you know, I'm no longer a juvenile, and there's some prison time that <laughs> so we. You were unable to adapt to modern times. No, unfortunately. But, but look what you could you could do. You could go to do gorilla side. Go up to the farmers market up there in San Luis on a Thursday night. Grab a camera, grab a microphone, just start doing it. Ask the questions. Ask the question 2013 edition. I want to see it. Oh, dear God. With YouTube no. this day, it's all right. – if we had the technology oh, then that yeah. we do now. Talk about feeling cheated. Yeah. Absolutely oh, right, yeah. Ken. Yeah. I mean everything we ever dealt with was all analog, and I don't even know if most people listening to this will even know what that really truly means. I mean we're, this is – you know, we're calling this a, this is a podcast, but I, I hate that term. Uh, I now like to call it uh, a digital broadcast. Um, but when you and I started Radio Matt, we uh, were editing. Reels. Yeah, sure. We were slicing reels together, and uh, we had carts. Yeah, eight track carts. carts. Eight track carts. Crazy. <laughs> this is ninety-five to ninety-eight. Right at the end of nineteen ninety-eight is when we got a machine that had had uh, commercials that would download on it. It was like it what loads on it, and, and, and that the technology after that just boom changed. And if we had had Twitter and Facebook and social media, the stuff we had thought about in radio, and we'll get into some of our favorite bits and reminisce about our radio morning show days. But if we had now, well, back then, I think more lives might have taken a different path. But see, you know, that was the thing. Back in that day, I think we thought complicated in our heads about what we wanted to do True. and what we wanted to achieve, but we couldn't do it. The technology mm -hmm. wasn't there. It, it wasn't. literally wasn't there. If we wanted to just do a straight dissolve from 
cut A to cut B. We couldn't do it. Yeah. We couldn't do it. Now it's just a mouse click. It's unbelievable the things yeah. you can do right now. I, I can edit now, and I'm I, I'm a horrible when it comes to technology, as you guys know. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, when we started recording videos, the cameras weren't connected to the VCRs, people. That, think about that. You had to have a giant pack on your side <laughs> that had a separate VCR to record, and, that, and yet we still pulled off very successful videos. Yeah, and it was, you know, you're carrying 40 to 60 pounds with you, and it was, uh, and I'm glad we lived through that, and there's no doubt about that. I mean, I appreciate that, and I appreciate the mobility we have now, but Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I I think I, of the mindset then and still now, that if I can't pull it off, then I kind of just stay away from it. I don't want to put anything half-assed out there. Let's let's call it what it is. You're a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, you're a little OCD, yeah, but that doesn't. Sure. That, so you want things right. What you know? Not, I'm not mo- making fun. You want things right. Yeah. I've been badgering you two to start your own digital broadcast for quite yeah. a while. Okay. Do you want to know why we haven't I, started our I've, podcast? I've come three hours north <laughs> okay. to find out why. Okay. A podcast. The reason mm-hmm. why we haven't started a podcast because mm-hmm. Matt over here, mm-hmm. not the equipment, not the microphones, not the mixer. No, no. He's waiting for the perfect table that nobody's <laughs> going to see right. because it's a podcast 100 percent accurate or digital true, right. he's absolutely right about that i don't mm-hmm. deny that but here's my line of thinking about this or, oh god i know that this is something that i would delve into and and do it with a passion having the yeah. radio background yeah but it has to mimic the best days i ever had in radio it, it has to feel like a studio it has to sound like a studio and if it doesn't then i don't feel my best comes out it has to be professional now other than a slight echo, because you your house is kind of your mansion. Actually, let's right. call it what it is. It's big and a little drafty because you don't have a lot of paintings on the wall anymore. This is very. I refuse to have pictures paintings. of people so looking back a, at there's me. There's a little echo, actually. but doesn't this sound like a good old studio days here? Oh yeah, no, or absolutely. Do you, do you want the window between us? Because when you and I broadcast, oh, yeah. we were in separate rooms. Uh, there was a window between us, and I could see it, but that was about it. I didn't like that, honestly. That was actually yeah. a hindrance to the broadcast. I thought because I couldn't interact with you. Yeah. Um, Easily, you know. I just think yeah. there's a there's a chemistry just being in the same room together. Right. And uh, right now we're so close tonight. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. the closest we've ever been. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> except for right. that Denny's, we got stuck this, in that booth tonight. This is not right. <laughs> By the way, to those listening, and this 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 broadcast tonight, this episode of the Napsack Files is is purely. I mean, you two are great guests, and I know I'm already getting more out of you two than you thought you could give me tonight. I know it, but um, this is per- my personal enjoyment because uh, having you guys on air, and particularly with Matt, um, though I've gone on to have some fun and, and do some things in Hollywood with the Schmoes No Team and everything. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you're a hundred times better on the radio than I ever oh, was. No, 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 no. And, and Moody, you were a hundred times braver in comedy than I ever was. I, and and yeah. part of my goal is to get you guys into an audience where now I want you guys, you better be on Twitter by the end of the night if you're not. I think you both are, but you never use it. Well, there's problems with that. There's <laughs> some litigation you have right. to go through. But no, I mean, you say I'm good. I want you guys to have followers and I want to introduce you to my, my fan group uh, so they can embrace you. Well, first really of all, I, I, I appreciate your comment to me mm-hmm. and, and your compliment to me, but I, I, I can, I don't buy that. Uh, I really don't. I don't. <laughs> in why. the end, I don't even think um, I was all that great of okay. a broadcaster. Two, two, two of uh, we, we, you and I, I had a four-year radio career. You went on and did some producing at a news radio station later on after you left the business and then came back and produced. Yeah, I think um, total is like seven or eight years. Seven or eight years. Yeah. You came back, and, yeah. and I loved uh, going back up. You did, you did good up there. Uh, two states, two locations. No, well, one station, two locations. That's Correct. what I'm thinking. Yeah. But back in the K-Bear 95 days, two of my all-time favorite uh, radio bits 
Uh, are you arguing with Patrick, the salesman, salesman, over the amount of paper he used to fax <laughs> his sales receipts in the yeah. morning? Yeah. And then when that girl from Texas, who I think was related to Patrick. No, I think it was a niece. Yes. Uh, a niece came on the air, and this was a radio show, but came on the air and taught you how to, how to slow dance. On air, and it was I, one of the greatest <laughs> segments we ever had. She was cute. She was a cute Texan. Yeah. I just wanted some reason, excuse to get close to her, but if I recall correctly. My point being, you, I was, I was a straight man because it was just about pulling the string. And even, even Congleton would say later on, just when you were his producer, just pull the string and let you go, and your 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 entertainment flows. Well, but see, here's the thing. Uh, Especially when you get to the dating stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Howard Stern was such an influence for you and I uh-huh. be, uh, during morning True radio. True story. People don't re- – I tell this down in L.A. not to cut you off, but when we were on the morning show at K-Bear when Private Parts of the movie came out, you and I saw it about seven times in the theater. Absolutely. And you have to keep in mind, in this particular radio market, Howard Stern wasn't on the air here. Right. So our really – our first uh, impressions of Howard Stern came about not only uh, from the movie but prior to that with, with his e-show. Yes. And this is – Actually, in the days when he had a small box studio, everybody yeah. was in a shoebox, and those were the best days. Yeah. And the reason why was you and I would not come and do the radio in the next day and talk about, oh, hey, did you see Howard Stern interview that porn star? Right. No, we loved the bits that they did with the staff, the the the, uh, yeah. the fights. The when little, he and Gary would get in a fight. Sure. If someone showed yeah. up late, they went on about it for a half hour. That was the best interaction. That was yeah. the stuff that I personally enjoyed, and yeah. you did too. Yeah. And so our attitude with our morning show – that I think we were trying to convey was we're not going to be the zoo, the morning zoo no, thing. No, we didn't do a lot of that. No, we no. We didn't have bits and wacky sound. Yeah, we didn't no. want to do that. Didn't no. want to do that. So we called the show actually AM Central Coast, the morning crapper. And yeah. that was kind of my reasoning for that was, you know what? I'm going to feel like you do when you wake up in the morning. And that's it. The only difference is that I get paid to we, tell you about we, it. We were on air from 6 a.m. to 10 uh, a.m. And um, the first hour of the show was... You and I waking up, and Seriously. that's probably why our ratings were a little bit slow and uh, <laughs> and gaining an audience. In drive time, yeah. six <laughs> six ten was like, "Hey, welcome to the morning crowd. Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, we went to Applebee's last night, right? Oh, yeah, we did." Here, here's some gin blossoms. <laughs> I had to ease in some j- jazz music in the background just to keep yeah. it mellow. For by the first by 9.30, yeah, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. Uh, screaming and hollering at Patrick for using too much paper. Yeah. I think it was a genius show before its time. And I think if we had Twitter, imagine all this stuff. When we tried to do Gavin the Lovable Nomad the pri- with his prize satchel, which was our friend Gavin Sudarth, and we were going to send him around town in a red beret with a prize satchel, and you, as the listener, had to find him and you would win prizes. I mean, that would have been awesome with Twitter right now where you could just find – he could tweet, I'm at Grand and, and 16th, and people would have flocked. Back then it was like, hey, try to find the, the weird guy in the beret and grab right. a CD. Well, I mean you have to ask yourself, okay, I mean, it's like, okay, well, if, if, if you felt I was that good and I mm-hmm. think you were that good, well, why did it not last more than six months? I mean so, you know, maybe we weren't good. <laughs> you know? We had some growing pains. I've, I've gone oh, back. We were too young. We were too oh. young. We were 20 years old. Yeah. 20 years old, and let's get into that because we're joking. We're, we're 20 years old, and you, we joke with you, Jeff, about at 18 we peaked, and you guys went on to some college stuff too where you're doing some funny material. Um, and I'm just now um, – I, I, I hate – I don't – 
use the word success, but I'm having some fun and getting some some followers and everything from yeah. doing the Schmo's Schmo, Schmo Note stuff. Now I'm 37 now. Uh, from 20 to 37, I'm like Jesus. From 13 to 30, disappeared off the map. There's nothing. There's just some bad <laughs> sketches at the Groundlings and a and a failed sitcom here and there, a pilot script or something. Why did we? Why did we peak? Why did we pull off? What happened? What happened? Well, that's a good question. I don't yeah. know. We were pretty darn innovative when you really think about it. We were. Uh, but it, we, just, we just didn't hit the technology wasn't there. I mean, is really, it just the technology? I mean, I, I mean, we didn't have the drive, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, it's technology yeah. coupled right. with drive. For some it reason, we were too lazy. We yeah. were. And I want to get – and that's good because I have a lot of uh, listeners. I don't have a lot of listeners, but the listeners that I do, a good portion of them are young, up-and-coming kids. They're, they're, they're in New York studying screenwriting, filmmaking. They're out here in L.A. or Santa Barbara. And, da, da, da. Uh, and I always like to kind of throw these little lessons to them on the side and, and, and the subtle. But this one, I'm just calling it out here. Don't be lazy. Work your ass off, kids. Yeah. And, but I think another reason for me specifically uh, was that I never growing up dreamed that I ever mm-hmm. would get into radio. It was a total fluke that I got into right. it. So it wasn't something that I was aspiring to do. The only thing you can kind of go back into my childhood and it would be on occasion i would get records and yeah. i would rewind tapes and cue them and then i'd sit there for like an hour just playing the songs and talking in between songs right and i would just do it i wasn't recording anything i was just talking to myself i would go through the minutiae of being a radio dj trying to emulate what i heard when i was a kid in eighth grade and everything i used to take a boom box and a little sure. microphone and a my clock radio and with a tape deck and I would record my own radio shows. Yeah. I used to interview myself as a guest. You know, Phil Hendry went on to fame to do that. Uh, I'm not saying Phil stole from an eighth grader uh, going to Judkins <laughs> right. Middle School, but I used to have characters, yeah. and I'd interview myself yeah. on the mic at the same time. So I did kind of dream about it. Yeah. And then we got the gig, and here's what would happen. Uh, you know, we, our shift would end at 10 a.m. We'd maybe have some production to do. You'd get a commercial. Hey, can you do this for Amco? All right. Da, da, da. And then you had the rest of the day. Yeah. We should have been prepping and planning and dedicating ourselves to get into the next level. I'd be like, I'm going to go play tennis with Gavin. See you tomorrow. (laughs) I know, but you know, the thing about it was, is the truth is Mm -hmm. we weren't paid to stay after the fourth (laughs) hour. And so not that we were thinking about money only because we weren't, but you're right. We, but we were also going to college at the same time too. So I mean, yeah, and I I went to, I started learning screenwriting and film production and, and I knew that I wanted to get to LA, but radio was, we, and quite frankly, at times I thought I made it. I was such an idiot looking back because I, I would get recognized, you know, my voice, or I'd be at uh, one time my Plymouth Colt broke down, and I'm getting parts in St. Louis, and the guy comes out, "I'm Parts Paul. I call, I call into the show all <laughs> yeah. the time." And he thought, "Oh, cool, I've kind of arrived. I'll just move on to a bigger market." And, uh, I got laid off January 1998, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, Gone. it was a it was kind of an enviable position to be in to be on the yeah. radio. It was something that people kind of really looked at you and admired and it would get you a free pass into the movie theater might get you a better table at a restaurant but Mm -hmm. quite honestly if they knew what we were making they were making more than us by far i think when we first started we were making minimum wage and at that time i think it was four and a quarter yeah it was it was and that's part of the reason i think we got in that position they had some young hungry kids they knew they could just throw at and hold down some forts and i took the opportunity um and and the other thing too it was a you know it wasn't college radio it wasn't a small band we started that micro power station and oh hey the cats We'll talk about the cats. Um, but we started at the micropower station, but then we moved on to the, this was an actual real reporting to record companies radio station. At 20 years old, you and I have the morning show in this town, and, and opportunity squandered. All right, let's talk about the cats now. 
What, how, the, how many cats the, are you up to, you crazy old man? <laughs> just two. Come on, kid. Yeah. Uh, no, the cat just wants to be dismissed, Jeff, if you want to go open Go and be dismissed. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to order <laughs> yeah, okay. Jeff to dismiss? Order the quiet one. I get great. it. I get how this is going. No, no, that's no, a good no, point. No. You're right. No, no, I'll, no, I'll, no, no, I'll, I'll get it. it. No, well, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. Let Matt get this because I have a okay. question for you. Go ahead. Why have you let this man browbeat you all his all his life? Isn't it true that in middle school he used to pay you a dollar so you could carry his backpack around school? You want to know why? Because my dad gave me a dollar for lunch. My dad, my dad, we, we were so poor. My dad didn't know that lunches cost. I think there was like three fifty or two fifty. So he gave me a dollar. That got me a milk and a cookie. Right. And I bought right. that right at the morning break. So Matt goes, "Hey, I'll let you carry my." He was such a wonderful, kind and caring. What person. kind of bleeding heart liberal are you? you know? Are you want me to just to give money and get nothing in return? I mean, you got to work for your money, man. I mean, that's what he did. Come you know, on. I, I had pants that had holes. You know, the holes in them, but they weren't like cool. You know, meant meant to be that way. They're actually because mm-hmm. they were so old. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was just. Mm-hmm. A dollar. Thank you, Matt. No, but you're right. There was definitely a contrast between myself and Jeff. I mean, here I was wearing like polo with Ralph Lauren. I'm looking like <laughs> Alex P. Keaton with a sweater vest, probably. And One of your this, life idols. Yes. Here's probably here's this guy that looks like you know he just got save the whales eating. Yeah, I mean, serious. I mean, he just looked really in bad shape. He just did not care. He had Thank long, you. long stringy hair. People thrift shop for shirts. <laughs> you guys are just no, fine. but that's what you were. I, well, that was my gimmick. Believe it or not, was that it was a gimmick my, or was, was it just because it you was both? Well, okay. I made it my gimmick i was really yeah. that and i kind of made it my gimmick yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well so so you did it right you, you took you carried his back is that so is that true yes you carried it absolutely backpack. i was hungry <laughs> okay i'm not I, okay but you're spinning it around and i'm not insulting you it sounds like you've made a smart business decision i carry really. i, I carry <laughs> this hungry look, look, look what happened to that decision yes the county never interceded and fed you right i mean that sometimes happened with poor kids at the school but i mean you were not quite there but you were damn close and so i felt it <laughs> was a charity you. on my part and very noble of myself you to give you an wonderful. opportunity to earn the dollars so you can get I the data do, no. do you think though and the, folks when i go into town and we go to denny's and hang out right. these two argue like a married couple that's why i say it's the longest relationship that stayed together that i know of right um uh, remember Las Vegas? I want to get. I, I want to get into Las Vegas. Oh, no. I want to get into Las yes, Vegas. Is, yeah, that okay. wasn't, that okay, wasn't this, in the pre-interview kit. Uh, there is no pre-interview in the Napsack Files here. So in Las Vegas, uh, you're both first time there, right? Yeah, right. It was, it was only like my second or third there. Right. I'm not like some Vegas veteran, but okay. I've been there enough times before. Right. And uh, we went out for a, a friend's wedding, right? Right. Right. Was that the occasion? Yeah. Let's just say a wedding. Yeah. Let's just say a wedding. One of those Vegas weddings that you kind of went, huh? Um, and a year later, we all went, eh, it made sense. Um, but um, we went out to fun. Now, Matt, I understood you're, you're a photographer. Uh, photography is part of your, your hobby and passion. You wanted to kind of hit Vegas and take some pictures. Right. And certainly don't begrudge you that. You, you, you did kind of the tourist thing during the day. You're like, I'm going to take that tram around, and I'm going <laughs> to take pictures of things. Right. And you had some high-knit, uh, high-knit double-knit socks, and, and you, you did the old man Vegas trip. Like, we're going to go <laughs> down and take pictures of the stardust. And you and you drug and I was like I'm out I'm gonna go gamble right. and we're going to strip club that night right and I meet up with you guys again and Jeff your feet are bleeding yes because you know Las Vegas has the biggest buildings in the world and my good pal Matt took me to every single one of those damn things I'm and we're just lying. walking and he's like my feet are bleeding my ankle and says oh shut up I, I walk five miles every day you're such a wuss you're such he just kept 
I'm just like, hey, folks, I'm not. I'm in. I'm in the Riviera Bar. For, for some reason, I'm staying yeah, like at the, the uh, Riviera Bar. Person, you know. We're staying at the Riviera Bar, or we're, we're or no, you guys were at the Riviera. I was. I was we're staying at the Stratosphere. It was basically which was like 16 Motel Sixes stacked yeah. upon each yeah. other. That was and the we worst place I've ever lived. So I'm in the bar at the Riviera <laughs> with uh, Dave Gearhart and, and Chris McNeil. Two good friends of mine, and uh, I'm like, all right, let's go hit the town. It's bachelor kind of bachelor kind of night because it was Gabo's last night as a single man for a year, yeah. and then um, um, I'm like, well, Matt and Jeff want to go, and I call Matt. You're locked in a hotel room. You're like, I ain't going. There's not enough Purell in the world yes. for me to go no, to a strip no, no, club, no, 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 and no, I'm gonna. I might run a... for Congress one day. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. But see, okay. I, I first of all, I've never been to Vegas, right? And Vegas is a, the biggest illusion. If you're on the street, hey, sure. let's go to the win. You yeah. look at it and you think ah, it's just a few hundred feet away, but it's right. actually it's two, two hours, miles away. Two, two hours away. <laughs> so I'm totally yes. fooled by that. Yes. For some yeah. reason, I don't know why I was hoarding money because I was afraid to just spend the money on a taxi i felt like they were going to rip us and, off and i it. do think i remember telling you guys take taxis everywhere if you're going to go he did not listen he did not listen no. but you know you were like big spender i mean that first night we hit the you we're, get we're us the a rest. limousine like you just i don't know how ruth, much ruth, how much we're at ruth chris right but you got a limo and you, i'm like you yell I'm, I'm here on a budget and you're you got you, us committed to a well limo. i'm glad i'm glad you brought up that night when i hit town when i hit vegas i'd like to hit ruth chris early and have a nice steak and settle in and uh you yelled at the waiter because you, you <laughs> ordered a true. salad you ordered a salad, and you were offended because he went, do you want – is that all you want? And you started throwing hundreds on the table going, I got money, asshole. I got money. <laughs> no, no, hold on. I didn't, I, I didn't verbally abuse him. I just was – no, he, he, it rubbed me the wrong way because I – the salad was like $14 or something like that, <laughs> yeah. right? And again, I'm there on a budget. I think I was I was working at that point, but not yeah. for very much. Vegas can get expensive. I'm not budget's not a bad idea. Well, no. I mean, we, here we come it's from here we come, you know, from Santa Maria area and that's yeah. Santa Maria barbecue. So why am I going to Vegas to have sure. barbecue when you're going to have it right here? So then, we'll jump ahead in this story here. Right. So we we get through this salad ordeal. You calm down and and uh, uh, we go out. We we uh, get approached, you know, there was a limo. We didn't order the limo. There's a guy out there. And he's like, well, there's five of you. I can take you to where you're, you need to go. It's better than a cab. It's cheaper. As we're getting in, some ladies sitting out there. Do you remember this part? Yes. Jeff? Oh, the high-priced yeah, lady she, well, of the evening. She, yes. Well, but she's just sitting out there. Yeah. The rest of us shuffle past her as quick as we can. And she looks at Matt, Cowards. picking him out, mm-hmm. picking him out like a professional. She goes, hey, nice jacket. He starts striking up a conversation <laughs> with her. And we're like, Matt, it's a hooker. Get in the limo. She tells me she compliments no. my shirt. She says it's a great color on you, right. and I was very proud of that because that was when I was like on my shirt buying addiction. So I thought, okay, I did something right. So I, and no woman's ever complimented my wardrobe before. So I figured I'm, I'm going to strike up a conversation. But I and remember the first this kid. one that does is a professional. I remember we were at the. It was like a strip mall where this Ruth yeah, Chris Ruth was. Ruth Chris was in the strip mall. Yeah. She's. She's facing me, and she's looking at the uh, Ruth Chris entrance behind me. I'm seeing the entire strip in front of me, and she said, gosh, it's such a boring night. There's nothing to do. (laughs) And And then I think, oh, okay, maybe... You got you were, you got it you got it but initially there was this like oh hey thank you I did purchase oh wait <laughs> so anyways we go back, go back to the story here so I'm in this uh, we're in the Riviera by this point trying to get you Matt's like I'm locked away I'm no money I'm tired I went around all day and I call you Jeff right. and, and uh, you're like my feet are bleeding I'm like ha, 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 ha. 
No, my feet are bleeding. I have cracked open sores on my feet from walking around with this old man around Vegas all day. And I said, Jeff, come downstairs. We're going to take you to some nice ladies. Right. And you and I, we didn't argue, but it was a passionate plea on my part. And I thank you for doing that. You thank you. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were in a side lobby, and I remember you and I'm just like, Jeff, just come do this one. Just do this once. Let Matt do what he needs to do. Separate. Come on. Go have some fun. And you're like, no, no, no. And you're, ho- and you're hobbling. Yeah. You were legitimately <laughs> like li- limping, yes. You can, like an UFC fighter just loft about. You come limping up to me, and I go, all right, all right. And I turn around, and I hear you go, wait, I'll go. <laughs> and you had a good time. I had a great time, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I, but the uh, thing about it is tell any more of those stories, he's no. bleeding, but prior to our departure, he buys a special pair of shoes by Dr. Scholz himself. So it's like he knew. Now you're insulting my shoes. I'm I, sorry. And, and I'm I, insulting I a potential sponsor of the NASDAQ files with right. Dr. Scholz. I, I think we're but okay. they didn't work. They, they didn't work. They, did they? Okay. There's a little bit of time you need to break in <laughs> shoes, and that is not walking continuously for 15 miles. It was pretty bad, I admit. <laughs> in but the you know Vegas what? heat. I did it unscathed. And yes, I, okay. I lost weight. That was mm-hmm. great. That's wonderful. And uh, no, but I mean, I, I I wanted to see all these places. Like I wanted yeah. to see right. the statues. But we ended up seeing like Titanic exhibit out yeah. there, which was fascinating stuff. Don't yeah. you, know? you? Well, you've but, seen more than I've seen. I, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm the only one who comes up with the logistical plan. No <laughs> one ever calls me and says, "Hey, let's go do this and okay. do that." I'm the only do one. Do you want to know who, why? Because if we did come up with something, you'd say, "No, I don't want to do that." I'd rather do this. I want to do it my way. And then you this, throw a big, and then you pout about it. This is and, what I do. Yeah. I just pull the strings yeah. and I let you guys go. Yeah. Um, no, but that's seriously. Well, what, what do you mean? Uh, no, look, nobody you're the, calls you're the, me. You're the one with the notepad me. right now taking notes on this show. What do you have on your um, wedding? So far, so, no, it's blank. It's, it's blank, blank right now because right now we're, we're, we're a good life lesson. We have right. a good routine going right now. But, I don't need right. the notes. We, we did give you the logistics. We're going to go have some steak the first night. The right. Second night, go do your sightseeing. That night, we got the. We're going to take Gavin out. And we're going to go to Deja Vu, and I'm going to meet my old friend Vanity and Bunny, mm-hmm. and we're going to go have some fun there, Well, but and then we're going to gamble. That was all. That's logistics. End of story. That's we never really know saw you much, though. I mean, we never no, Because really... you were off taking pictures of trains and stuff. Yeah, no, no. Like, <laughs> I mean, pictures I mean, pictures I, of the statues here's, here's in Caesar's what, Palace, that's never been done before. Here's what you know? Matt – he, he actually said a, this to me at one point, Jeff, uh, before the trip. He goes – I think I'd like to just get a room at the MGM Grand and take pictures of the airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so like he's on some kind of terrorist watch list. Right. I just want to know when they land. Sit there and stare at airplanes. That's. I'm one, sorry. Yeah. Watching aircraft at an airport like that is very hypnotic for me. I it's understand. very relaxing. No, People it's really. About- 15 minutes. People go to LX. There's an in and out there. You can yeah, get in and out, right. get a hamburger, and watch the view. plans. Beautiful yeah, view. Great, great, air, great place to photograph aircraft. But, I'm but big that, time into that. That was your – That was your. you like, I think I'd rather just go do that. I'm like, there's the boobs for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. My personality is this, is that yeah. if I test drive a Ferrari, yeah. I have to give it back to the dealer because I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go back to my piece of crap car. Right. I can't deal with that with women. You get these, you get these beautiful women right. who mm-hmm. do all these things too, and it's not yeah, sincere. Yeah. 
And no, then I got to go not. back to my loser life but, without that. And I don't, but I don't put myself through that that upheaval. I don't want. I want to be emotionally balanced as possible. I don't want to spike it artificially. Well, oh dear God, it's just a well, woman for twenty bucks. It's man. not twenty Come. bucks. It's, so it was a it's lot forty more now. Yeah, Jeff. Is it forty? It's 40 oh my God. But yeah. uh, but but. Also remember, Energy Jeff, this is problem. a man who has – and I, I'm guilty of this too. Right. Uh, I, I fully admit that. We can talk about that. But, but, Jeff, this is a man who has fallen in love with every single waitress who's ever served him in his life. This so uh, he may have a point going to Deja Vu. He might get too emotionally connected to Bunny, and, uh-huh. and it might be a problem. That was a, that was a problem with me. But, I mean I've learned my lesson. You don't fall in love with your waitress. You don't fall in love have, with your no, banker. No, have, have not. You, you don't fall in love with your anchor woman. Yeah, no, you I do. don't. I, 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 stopped, I stopped admiring the waitress a long time ago. Did, did you? Did we? We fell in love with those two anchor women in the K Bear days, huh? Sure, Kimberly Moss and, and Linda Martin. Sure, we had them on the show. We played yeah. "Hungry Hippo" and sang "Won a Song." No, but see, again, th- th- that's the initiative that I I do have. You make it sound like I don't have any initiative to get ingratiate myself with the opposite sex. I do. I'm the one who made those phone calls to get those women on the show. Uh, so I mean, clearly, well, yeah. clearly, I, I I just don't like to have artificial spikes in life. I understand, hey, you get your thrills and get out, but I'm just not like that. I just I don't want to touch what I can't have and touch every day. Uh, it's just I know it's weird. I know it's not. It's not part of the makeup of a man. I know a lot of men and, and we're talking here specifically about strippers, by the way, yes. but uh, I know a lot of men that just it's not thing. It's not my thing either. I just like going to, to the world that it is and kind of controlling it. I've been to a couple bachelor parties where the bachelor and some of his oh, bandmates sure. have left crying because they fell in love with the stripper. And I was the one who gave the stripper a hundred bucks and said, make, make him forget his fiance. <laughs> um, yeah. So I like kind of being a spin spin doctor in those situations it's just but, my, but it's just I'll, not my thing man it's never been i I've, i i won't hit the bachelor parties or anything like that i just it's just not my i'm not i guess i'm not comfortable with a lot of men who hoolering and hollering and all that so i just can't i just don't the, like it the, I, it's like barbershops i have I never, I've like, never hooted or hollered once okay no no but that's what you get and then it's like barbershops i always hated going to barbershops as kid as a kid because <laughs> all the old guys would just be bad mouthing their wives what? the whole time it's like <laughs> what, what are you with the then no i don't like did, being that I want to appreciate a woman, my woman, or him, her, her. I'm her man. You it's know, a stripper. You get a dance. You wave bye bye. I don't believe in the service, and I'm a capitalist. You can do it all you want. Legalize you're, the you're prostitution. By the way, her. I don't care. You know, but I just, she's saving I up for like college. Re- remember, we one time on radio. This is around the time we get fired. We were gonna pick each a Russian bride and order her on air and follow the story of how she arrived, as you well, said, sure. tumbling out of a crate right. packed in packing peanuts, and you're going to take her to Chili's because she had lower expectations. Uh, (laughs) Folks, this is also a man who said when he got married, he was going to install bleachers in his bedroom for the show. Um, (laughs) At that time, they said the Russian turn-on was basically describe your TV reception. And and that was a big turn-on to them, apparently. And so that was my plan. And Olga was the foreman at a tank factory at the time, and and it just never happened. But um, I think we got fired, and perhaps this is one of the reasons why, before we got it. We were going to do this. We were going to look into this we, we were got, very serious about it ken and, and we'll very lonely, we'll talk yes. on another show about why we th- i think we got fired and all that i'm sure not, yeah but, yeah but oh no but that's you know that's just my personal i understand it I, i'm very quirky and i i just do quirky. think i think the spirit above or the god above whoever it is mm-hmm. that you two have been able to tolerate for 
You these have two no decades idea. so far. I don't, no, man, believe no me, idea. I know. I know I, the I mental just, anguish I cause. Uh, I, I had do to, know. I had, to, I had to move, uh, you know, <laughs> to put some space. No, kidding. But no, Jeff has definitely been the one who's kind of survived oh, it yeah. up oh, close and personal. No, he's just, right. He gets you the know. brunt of it. How many I mean, arguments have you guys had inside the Walmart in our town here? You know, you, I mean, you, it's just <laughs> how many places have we gotten kicked out of? It's just. No, but it, there's only been a few restaurants that Matt has offended people enough to the point where everyone left. An Olive Garden and uh, some sushi restaurant recently, which I missed. That was what you and my uh, ex, uh, me and my ex girlfriend at the time we came up in town. We went to an Olive Garden and something. I don't even remember. I just remember people around us got up and left. They're complaining. I don't think it was about the content. I think just think it was just a bunch of people laughing a little loud. Probably. <laughs> As you can tell, listeners, uh, Matt and Jeff can get a little loud when they argue. Should we mention the content? <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about okay. the content. We right. still might run for Congress. <laughs> no, right. no, 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 yes. no, no. Okay. No, but you know what? I don't know. It's just I, 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 I shouldn't let loose sometimes. I have to have more self-control. But you, it comes from a broadcasting instinct that if sure. there's ever a two- or three-second moment of silence, I get very uncomfortable. An alarm goes in my head, and i got to say something. This is um, – with Jeff here as my witness, you know, dating has not been your strong suit, you, and, and, and not all of it by your fault. You have had some really <laughs> weird situations where some women have uh, – and we're not, we don't need to go into it. it it's, no, you have been plucked would. out of obscurity by these women, uh, and they're like, hello, I'm in your life now, and then they're t- they just turn out to be nutbags. Uh, that, that's not necessarily your fault. Um, but this is also well, someone someone who <laughs> someone who once told me I, I have a trouble with dating because I run out of material. Who you feel like you have a stand up material that you got to put into play well, over dinner? That that's that one c- of his excuses. That's one of the other <laughs> one the is other oh this one? great this woman's wonderful this one's great. Jeff, I just can't afford it. It's I just expensive. can't. What, what's what's it's expensive? What, what, what's, You're what's really worried up? about budget? Okay, okay. And, <laughs> I've and always I, been a money guy. And then I ask him, what what is what's holding your finances up right now? Toy airplanes. I'm sorry. That's true. Airplane figurines. That's true. I just went into his room, folks. Right. In that second he, room. He, By the way, he lives yeah. in a beautiful three, four bedroom house by himself. What do you got? Five bedrooms in this no, place no, now. Uh, and like this, this one whole room is nothing but beautiful. Right. Dude, I'm staring at a 1955 Disneyland monorail figure <laughs> that I'm quite jealous of. It, a CHP helicopter, some World War II bombers, some World War DC-10, and that other room has 400 airplanes oh, and baseball stadiums. This is how I look at it. See that? Hey, want to take me out to dinner? That's Matt, that's Matt Donovan. No. No, I cannot. I, I cannot gotta, afford it. I got to buy the Lockheed SR-71. But here's an inanimate object <laughs> that serves no purpose other than decoration. Part of and being, that is going to be part of my part life. Part of being obsessive compulsive is you have to have them all. It's true. And how many <laughs> times at Happy Meals back in our day we yeah. had to go get all the true. Luke Skywalker glasses, the uh, Darth Vader. You had to get you, everything. And you, for me, right. if I didn't have, if I had a gap in that collection, right, I don't yeah. have a collection at all. Well, and and truth. Remember when his out his wardrobe changed? And yeah. I I take some credit for that because I, I walked into town one day and I said, "Get that sweater vest off, and let's <laughs> oh, go get you a nice button down uh, long sleeve dress shirt." And you. You're like, uh, okay. And to your credit, you're like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and, and next thing I know, yeah, whole new level. Every week you're buying 200 shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go into my closet now, I could wear a different shirt straight now for like 90 days. You know? Folks, <laughs> folks uh, he is literally not lying. No, I'm not. And, and you got me addicted. But you, uh, at least I didn't go to like the Saks Fifth and Nordstrom's to do it. I went to Ross and Marshall's. Again, because you're budget conscious. I yeah. was budget conscious, but, I was, but, but I'm praying for something that wasn't like... 
like def- defunct, like uh, right. not urinated on something. You know, something <laughs> that's just hard to do with Ross Marshall and right. TJ Maxx. No, right. it's, it is hard to do. But boy, I, I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. as a male and yeah. as a single male, I'm here to tell the ladies, I love shopping. Yeah. I love it. I didn't used to, but I love it now. I love perusing the aisles. I love taking a look. And boy, there is an orgasmic feeling that comes across <laughs> you me. Not, you're not right. When you, know that, right? you are at Ross or just, Marshall's and so. you're like, you got a good label shirt here for twenty nine ninety nine. When you go into those places, it's a hundred and fifty dollars shirt. With this. That is orgasmic to me. Orgasmic to life. the hilt, and I literally will—you'll see my throat <laughs> quiver. Ladies, he's available. <laughs> he's all. Can, can, can I get a rag over here? And this is—I mean, this. Jeff, I have to go now, Jeff. This is why you guys get kicked out of sushi restaurants at Olive Gardens, huh? And Chuck E. Cheese's, yes. <laughs> Why is it you though? Be How talking about that? But, but what I just cheese. said to you was yeah. an interesting right. art, uh, an interested artifact of mine, right? That's I mean, right. How can a female not be intrigued by that? He likes shopping. That's good. I he like shopping. He likes, he's yeah. clean. He's clean. Uh-huh. This is the cleanest house I've ever and been I'm to. And I'm not – yes, I'm budget conscious. But if but I have – if I have to – but no, but if I have to get something to right. really look the part, I'm okay with spending the money on it. Well, that's a good thing. But you you do. You're budget conscious, yeah. but you save it up because I'm, I'm staring right over there. you got a spectacular still photography camera over there that I'm jealous of because you save your money and you, you've always been able to uh, invest in well, what you and, want. A lot Ken. of that's my camera. It's, oh, Jeff, that's a great camera. <laughs> it's his camera, but the, that that fifteen hundred dollar lens is mine. But yes, nevertheless, yes. the deal is, is Ooh, that can you have thrown to, out those numbers? Huh? Camera, you make it sound like I make a lot of money because I don't. But here's the deal: right. I don't it's drink. Like, I, I don't drink. Which and is that's a shame. where. Well, but see, that's where the money gets saved. I don't spend anything frivolous on drinks. Now, well, who's, I'm not. I drink no, a little no, bit. I don't go do. out. No, I, no, I go get some Jamesons and some Red Breast no, whiskey. No, but I mean, but, but you, by the way, by the way, you should drink more because you're, you're you're a bit uptight. Yeah. In a, in a charming manner. In a charming. But manner. I've seen you drink on the on the patio at the Chili's up in Arroyo Grande. You had one of those. I have videotape of that somewhere. or whatever drinks. My little. My first drink. My friend. My friend Cecily. I didn't drink till 26, and my friend Cecily made me drink a straw. Strawberry daiquiri. That was my first drink. Uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm double fist in but whiskey. Go, but going but, way back to when, yeah, yeah. you actually – look, here's the deal. Blame me. I, yeah. I do kind of blame you to a degree, <laughs> but here's the deal. It's not that I'm against drinking. I really sure. honestly don't have taste buds that like it too much, okay? Fair enough. So, fair enough. But, and you also have to keep in mind that I grew up in a family uh, that had a little bit of a drinking history to it. The other thing being that uh, – uh, I grew up amongst adults, and mm-hmm. some of them uh, owned a ranch and still do. Yeah. And they would throw parties for two hundred barbecue, you know, people yeah. coming to a barbecue. And I was fetching beers left and right as a kid, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, six, seven years old. Matt, go get me a beer, and I do it. And then right. I saw what it did, and I didn't quite like it often. And so, right. it just, but I do remember the time I asked my dad to taste a beer, and that was probably at the age of like five or six. He let me do it, like every father should yeah, let that's their son do smart. it. Yeah, it's that's a very, smart. it's a, it's a good move. It's a yeah. good, and I didn't like it. Now, guess what? Mm-hmm. I never had a beer since that point on until probably like three months ago. Wow, really? Yeah. I kid you not. And it was Jeff had ordered a Corona, some pizza mm-hmm. joint. And I said, hey, let me, let me just taste beer. Did As you an adult. share a sip? Did no, you no, guys no, 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 no. Get a separate straw or what? <laughs> yeah. Did you just hand it over to him? You... No, so I, I'm sure. God, it just—it just wasn't in my genetic makeup to to, to do the alcohol thing. I didn't go to a college really, so sure. I didn't have to have that party lifestyle. And it just never, we didn't. Yeah, it we never didn't, yeah. entered my uh, my psyche to do that. And I don't know why. 
that just happens to it seems like every other kid, but I was so focused in my late teens, early twenties mm-hmm. on a career and it just happened to be broadcasting. So that was my high. I didn't need anything else. It truly was my high. My high was broadcasting. No, it was, we were working. Yeah. We were working. Now I get it. Yeah. And look again, I'm on record to say I didn't have alcohol one sip until I was 26 and now I'm a lush. No, but, um, so I told, I held strong and, but you know, it, 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 um, uh, uh, again, it became it became more about uh, it came less about the alcohol, more about yeah. I was cutting myself off from social situations, which did not increase my worldview or friendship. Um, when I met you, though, I yeah. mean, and you you said flat out, oh, "I don't like drink. I don't like drink." I don't hey, you're absolutely right, hundred percent. I don't believe. And so I think I that, used to attack people for it. Yeah, so that validated my feelings, though. And, well, and that's probably like, why we became friends. No, seriously, reasons, I mean, yeah. you were yeah, exactly. So, it folks, became, we were we were good kids. Yeah, we were. good. <laughs> so yes, I, it, I know it sounds too. I'm, this guy's way too square. Who the hell is he? No, it's true. I haven't probably been it's drunk worse ever. Than you think. I haven't been drunk probably <laughs> ever. And, and, and I am worried about what it would do to me if I was. You got it once in a safe environment. Thanks so? at your house. Oh no, I, 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 with us present. I'm totally. Uh, and, and I and I, I would do it respectfully. Where I wouldn't be recording unless you wanted to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I. I think every once in a while uh, you need to stumble down a hallway. Do it responsibly. Do it safe. I don't yeah. do no, it on, at fine. a bar uh, unless I know it's my once a year my birthday. Me and my roommate have but, uh, have a contest to see who can get drunker on their birthdays. But we're, we get driven. But home. See, I'm pretty dangerous sober as far as what I say. Well, the, yeah, this how is loud you sober. This yeah, is you so, sober. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what would it be if I did have a couple of drinks in me? That's what I'm saying. You got to. You want to find. You want to find. You want have to find out what kind of drunk you are because you kind of find well, out what kind of person. Am I wrong here, Jeff? I am a happy, 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 I'm asleep drunk. But see, I think that's what uh, I would do. Apparently, from what Matt says, I, I get very, very, very truthful. Well, uh, most people do, but from you, what's important from you is right. you're very, as you can tell from this podcast, it is it is 60, well, uh, 30, you, 10. You, right. You're generally a quieter, laid back, well, hard working dude, like we talked about, right. and you kind of you kind of put right. your time in, and you're always, oh, I've had a long day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for you, that is poignant that you're like, hey, the gloves are off. You suck. Right. <laughs> well, that not you know you you both were you know into radio broadcasts. I'm yeah. not. I'm more more into was more into the video thing. You're into which, kite flying. Yeah. Oh, you still bring that up. Thank you. That, well, what's wrong with that? That's an interesting trait. You used to. You don't now. I flew it once. I oh, once. I heard you flew that kite every Saturday. <laughs> no, I did not. But you, but our, our paths did deviate though because there was a period a year or two that we're I did, we're leaving we didn't, that we're leaving that on the well, table. We didn't see yes. Jeff. We didn't see <laughs> Jeff at all because you and I Let did us get never in, go we, there again. You and I did get involved in our uh, in our broadcasting. Yeah. Jeff kind of got left behind right. yeah. to clean toilets at the Madonna Inn. Basically, thank you, <laughs> but, but, thank you for putting no, my my okay. career choice in such a lovely world famous bathroom, man. Hey, it's, oh a, yeah, that's great. The Madonna Inn, right. created by Alex Madonna in San Luis Obispo, is a landmark of this great state. And I got to scrub the toilets. Yeah. Yeah, that was hey, wonderful. Hey, not all, not a lot of people have that opportunity. San Luis Obispo, the happiest place on earth, dubbed by Oprah Winfrey and Jenny McCarthy. So, not the places um, I've seen. Uh, Hi, Jenny. Yeah, um, yeah. You did kind of get left behind to that radio, eh? yeah. but you you didn't have the interest at the time to do and, radio, right? And I really, I, I don't know if I do have it now, but I, I just You're doing spectacular tonight. Right. So shut up about that. You're doing great. Well, you know. Maybe. I get it. At the time, we can't right. go back and change things twenty right. years ago. But at the time, yeah. Um, 
uh, and how did we stumble into that, Matt? We got the internships, right? We were doing the UHF station up in the the Mesa, which is a whole hour itself. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that. But we uh, we worked for a radio station that was bequeathed to rocks in a will. Um, but we met uh, Freddie B and John Mackey and, and Darcy Davis, the fun fairy, uh, these radio personalities. Uh, and through them, we kind of said, hey, can we intern? And then we went from intern to working uh, the morning show in terms of writing it and kind of uh, doing news. I used to do the what I do now on the Schmoes. The Schmoes no headlines. I did at 19 years of age with the same Bret Hart music. I was doing that at 19. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we ended up with the morning show because John Mackey quit, Freddie B quit, and suddenly you and I are at 20 sitting with a show, uh, if I remember correctly. But yeah, you just got – what happened to you, Jeff? Where did well, you go? You went he, flying kites on the beach or something. Oh, dear God. No, what happened was at the age of 18, as soon as I got out of, got out of high school, yeah. my father put, out, put the house up for sale and sold it. So it wasn't Did like. Did he tell you? Uh, he well, what's that uh, escrow? Yeah, that's when he told me. So yeah, all of a sudden, you know, I had to move out, and of course, you know, yeah. completely one hundred percent by myself. Right. I had to get a job. Didn't have time. Really have time. Did for you come home else. and the locks were changed? What happened here? Just about. Guy, sales guy showed up. All of a sudden, people are going through a house, wow. looking at it, and, and it got sold. Wow. It got sold, and I, you know. I was at your house once, and there was a stack of vintage Playboys in your brother's closet, if I remember. That's, yes. that's the only memory I have of that house. Yes. No wonder it was sold. Yeah. But uh, we won't go <laughs> the there. The back but. bedroom got up and tried to walk away itself. Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> the stories. But yeah, so I, you know, I had to. It I wasn't Rosetta Stone tape. So I had to go. <laughs> so I, mean, I know that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you so you hit the road and you were alone. I do remember you were the first to live by yourself. Yeah, and I had to, you know. Oh, and yeah. you guys, you guys, you know, got to stay with your parents, and that's actually a great thing because yeah, you know but it was having cushy. that having that security, and yeah. then it enables you to go out and you know discover other things. So you don't have to worry about rent, you don't have to worry about right. electricity, or you know what I had to worry about all that stuff. So my thing was I had to get a job, I had to keep a job, and I didn't yeah. have time for anything else. No, yeah, honestly, I problem. feel sorry now. I think we should have thrown Jeff a bone and brought him in on Fridays to talk about kites or something. No, but honestly, yeah, yeah. Jeff's absolutely right. I mean, he did have to deal with a lot more life crucial, yeah. you know, instances than we ever had to at that time. So yeah. it really Which is, is why too- I think we kind of squandered that situation where we could go home to mom and dad and get bills paid for. I, I, I do agree. Jeff's point is very valid. No, he no. So he deserves a lot of credit for being. You know, he was. You persevered through tough. Time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was very. Mm-hmm. I mean, right out of high school, you literally had to do that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, my hat's off to you. Whereas, like, we'd get done with the morning show, and I couldn't wait to go watch the OJ trial. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly what I did. You were so invested in that OJ trial. Huge. I was with you the day that, that we were in the studio, the K Bear Studio, in that third office. And uh, the marketing office, and we watched the verdict, and you were so angry. And we had to drive to Allen Hancock Community College, and you were violently angry, like the world's uh, the justice had failed, and it essentially did. But but I that was well because it was it was yeah I was angry at the verdict, but I was more mad at the fact that I watched so much of it and was so sure that how could it possibly go the other way? I had literally put hundreds of hours watching Marta Waller on Channel Five host this thing and then to have that happen is like oh my gosh what a letdown yeah yeah uh, yeah oh the 90s oh the 90s so now but what's stopping you now jeff 
and you, Matt. You've left broadcasting, which is a shame. And granted, there's not money in it. But now, what we're doing now, I have a day job now and uh, and do a bunch of other things. And now we got the digital broadcasting thing. And five people listen to me, so be it. Um, this equipment can be purchased on eBay, and you can do it yourself. And I don't care if there's 10,000 other digital broadcasts available on iTunes. This is mine. Um, what is what is stopping you two to, right now? I want to know. I came three hours north for this week to find out. Well, if it's that table, let's go buy a fucking <laughs> table right now. You wouldn't believe the, the the freaking battles we had over that freaking table. But no, it, it's like it's like you know, Matt has his ups and downs with his relationships, and all of a sudden, he, you know, when it's up, it's, oh yeah, we're going to do that. You know, that, there is that, no there is no that ups podcast. Because this is the guy and, who told me I'm right. invited to his penis decommissioning ceremony. <laughs> oh dear God, we went there, didn't we? But you know, we we get all enthusiastic about it, and all of a sudden, That's why we were kicked out yeah. of the Denny's tonight? Right, right. We get all enthusiastic about it, and yeah. all of a sudden, we lose it. And, you know, yeah. and then you know we. And again, we granted, need to do it. We I know you. To, you we need to get up what, and do what, it. How many hours do you work today? You worked at least twelve today, right? I worked from seven a.m. till eight. And sorry, that's a long, hard day. So yeah. I'm not going to take that away from you, Jeff. Right. Uh, and I'm not going to compare and contrast. Right. Um, but I were I Thursdays. I'm gone by eight, and I get home at midnight. Uh, and 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 we've all been there. So I'm going to allow you a little bit of you work hard. Right. But I Thank think you. once a month you can put together a broadcast and have have the Jeff Moody show somewhere on the air. I think you're absolutely right. I'm challenging you. Okay. I'm uh, challenging you, and you, sir. Yes. <laughs> With your tucked-in shirt, to your he's never going to cleanly pressed plant pants, no. uh, saving money. Well, look, I mean, I, ha- I you've got that notepad right on there. Must produce show. Well, I know, but I mean, you know, the thing about it, Ken, is like, okay, it's okay to rail on me for about two hours, and then what? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, so it's like we have a list of stuff we can do different things. It doesn't. It just doesn't have to be about you, man. No, no, no. But but that's my point. But see, again, it's like it has to be produced. It has to. It's just. I'm just not going to just say, hey, it's Friday. Let's doing something. No, let's go get the mics and let's do a show. It's got to no. Start it. It's got a structure though. What it look? I don't know. This we're almost at an hour. We're going to go a little bit in overtime here. This has been a fun, entertaining show for me and if there's one person out there that finds it the same we've accomplished our goal but driving here tonight you both are like this show's not we're, why are we recording there's nothing to talk about we pulled the strings you guys have enough going on in your lives and in this town yeah this town ain't la and you, we talk about that matt and you're like this town isn't doesn't have a lot of interesting things i think it does and you can find it you just have to open up the airwaves and well, then come down to L.A. and I'll introduce you to Gray Drake and, and Megan Finley and all these people are like oh, – these. Don't ever do that to me again, ever, by the way. Don't ever do that to me <laughs> What's again. What's that? Send, Don't that. reference Gray Drake. Check Gray Drake out. I check Gray Drake out and I love her. She's great. You Jack, love great Gray Chris, Drake. Great charisma, smart girl, just plays the television very well. Then you send the video yeah. and I'm thinking, oh, this is cool. And then – Great Drake is kind of spoken for. Oh, I don't yeah. do that to yeah. me. That's, well, that's that artificial spike I talked to you earlier about. I don't like Matt, it. I don't every, like it. Oh, dear God. <laughs> no, he knew I'd fall in love with that personality. He knew it. He knows well, it. Well, that personality. No, that, that personality. Gray is a, a spectacular person. And, and, right. and, and, and I'm trying to find the video on my phone here. Maybe I can play it here. Uh, it was a, a video we shot after the Schmoes one night. Um, Anyways, she's licking my face and and, and, 
and she's trying to look slutty. I don't want to take too much time doing that. But that, that yeah. was for you, especially. Um, oh, no, and I but, thank her for it. But you always tell me there's just not interesting things up here. And, yeah, you're right. There's some wonderful people in L.A. I can come on down. I'll introduce you to them. But I think you two can create your own interest. No, I mean, I, I, I can I, I can get a lot out of people. I get it. I, right. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for the structure. I, it's I, a I, podcast. But I kind of left, but I left broadcasting with a bad taste in my mouth too. I, I, I'm not convinced I'm good at it. So it's like, it's, I'm it's, not so sure I want to, I mean, yeah. Maybe. The self-esteem thing. That's the problem. How much weight have you lost in the last year? Uh, Tell me. Since uh, November, mid-November, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, this morning, I crossed, I made 40 pounds. 40 pounds. Yeah. So you have accomplished a very tough goal that most people can't accomplish. I can't, I struggle to lose 10. Yeah. So you found it in yourself to lose 40 pounds, so, and yet you still struggle with some self-esteem issues about your quality broadcasting I'm career. just going by my history, Ken. I was never, ever promoted in, in, to a no one ever really liked my talent no one ever said matt you sound great we got to put you here radio as we know is pretty much dead because now oh, it's, it, a, it's a conglomerate now sure, and, it, it was, and it's this and that but now the digital broadcasting is is it's actually been around for a while i jumped on the train way too sure. late part of the reason i jumped on late is i didn't have confidence and i was like well i was in radio i was better than this and, and I'm not saying that's what you guys are saying. I'm just saying that's what personally why I delayed for a long time to get started and then got introduced to the Schmoes No World and this and that. And again, like I said, I just started the Wrestling Viewpoint Network, which is a, based on a professional wrestling, and, and I'm doing this, and I'm just having fun doing what I love, and I want you guys to experience the same thing. That's my challenge. That's why I'm here. I think just start somewhere, and I, I hope you get a little bit of love from this appearance um, and that you'll see people down there and around the world. I got listeners in Australia and England, yeah. New York, uh, um, international fans, all five of them. You um, are amazing, Mr. Nelson. No, I'm not praising myself. Believe me. Well, look, believe part- me. I'm just saying I'm doing my little corner of the world. I want you guys to have some corner, and I hope my corner looks at you and goes – Jump in. One of my demands of myself was to mm-hmm. lose the weight before I ever did anything. 40 pounds. So, so I did, did it, and I still got about 15 to go. Mm-hmm. But the other end of that, too, is I think um, most of my work has been in video production. Yeah. And I'm really just tired of doing behind-the-camera stuff. I think it might be time that I have to go in front of it. And mm-hmm. the reason being is that I... I, I kind of think I have a, a charismatic factor. I think I could kind of improv on the fly and make hum, humorous jokes when needed. And, 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 but then I could also pitch seriously if I have to as Look, well. It's either that or you finally start that porn business that you wanted to, to do. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Which one? <laughs> First of all, is this the one that got your mother to totally yes. not want to endorse me with yes. the female species? The, 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 I mean, the, she refused to introduce you to one of her nice uh, employees because you – jokingly over pizza one night suggested you wanted to start a charity porn business for mothers uh, uh, who, of autistic kids, uh, of autistic kids yeah. which is something very – you're not joking about that. It, that. That's something near and dear to your heart. And you wanted to put you in. You appalled my mother with this. Uh, but where were you to say, you know, that's kind of like maybe he's half kidding at least or 40 percent? Because I knew you were pulling strings and I just wanted to sit back and enjoy my but pizza. But that actually was – that actually really screwed me up. I got to be honest with you. That totally screwed me up for a long that, time because that at that up? point I really did enter into some depression after that because I'm thinking <laughs> if Mrs. Knapsack can't endorse me, nobody's endorsing me. Then mm-hmm. I'm really am screwed. And I'm she refused. Re- she told we were we were at her work uh, next day I or two days later. Forgiveness and she yeah. didn't take it. She said, I'm I not got, introducing. Her I got on. My, she is a nice girl. 
I know, and she know, but I'm a nice guy. See, that's the thing. I'm not a project. I'm a nice guy. Jeff, I am is this the- true? Is this, he's a project. I'm putting you on the spot. He a project? He's a little bit of project. Huh? No comment. I, <laughs> I am loyal to the hilt. I respect women. I crave you women. Are. I love professional women. As, I, long as, no, as long as no. they don't cost cost you uh, no, more some, than They have to have short it. hair. Yes. <laughs> some, no, some guys just, you know, women are what they are, receptacle to something. And it's like, I see it as more than that. <laughs> I mean that's I mean that's the God's honest wow. truth. I seriously love a woman that's creative and is a business-minded woman and yeah. and, and, and is independent. I, come on, I, there's no no woman as much as much trouble as I've had. Yeah. None of them could say I ever treated them bad. None of them could say that. They just no, that's uh, true. Yeah. Well, 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 that one we legally can't go into. But no, but, uh, no I think you're. I, I'm looking back and uh, I don't know every incident in your life. No, that's but not I to say that's, that's not to say yeah. we may have not parted ways with me being kind of an a hole about in tone of voice or well, something. But I, uh, in yeah. the grand scheme of things, never well, ever. Number one, anybody. start stop falling in love with young married women. Yeah, <laughs> I said that. Stop, uh, no, stop falling in love with happen. any. Stop falling in love with any woman that shows you a bit of attention. <laughs> Waitresses. That's yeah, the problem. Exactly. That's no, the problem. I, so no, no, no. Hey, look, we're picking on you. We haven't yeah. talked about asexual over here. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's bring it on. Bring it on. But you were the first to have a serious relationship. I, 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 I remember was. that. Yes. You, I never met the woman. Can no. you believe that? I, I never, never did either. Met I was outside of their house one time. What, was was this when you and Gavin were going to Allen Hancock College? Probably. Probably yeah. 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 You guys went your separate ways, and I went fine. I guess you, you were living large, and you you had a you you uh, you had a long term relationship for a couple yeah, of years, I did. right? Yeah. 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 So you so you were living life while we were off playing playing games. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. But since then, you haven't. You haven't. You mm. fell off the bike, and you haven't even gotten right. near I kinda, the bike shop. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've gone into. <laughs> I, I admit this. I've gone into a hole, and you know. I, this is I great. Just, admit it. We got a little time here right. left to admit it. You went into a hole. I did. I Why? Did. Well, it, it became a thing where uh, you know, I, I when we did part, I didn't quite like the way it happened. You know, mm-hmm. I, I re. I rebuilt her there. I re-roofed their their uh, roof. He's know? a handyman, girl. And I I redid their fence, and was like after that, I was like, Meh. redid who? You said they? Just a girl. Well, they. <laughs> she, he brought the proctology her, kit. That her, kind of her, her name. Her, her name was Teresa. Her <laughs> name was we Teresa. We had to give names, but uh, yeah. oh yeah, no, I'm just saying. You, you, know, yeah. you know, you never find. But anyways, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Great kid, you know. I'm not saying. Oh, anything. it was a kid. I didn't. No, oh, I, I wasn't aware. No, no, no. I'm no, using no, no, no. 1950s speak. Well, wait on. a minute. Now. Oh, okay. No, it's I, funny you mentioned kid. I talk. I talk like that too. Hey, right. kid. Yeah. Uh, t- Tiffany Smith. I'm right. like, hey, kid. Right. You want to shoot Slang, stack this 19- week? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're like you know. 30 speak there, but, right? But uh, so, so the relate. Long story short, the relationship ended bad. It didn't end bad. You've been gun shy. You you can call it that, and it's it's that, and it's. Loving to have my own personal freedom. I understand that because what happened now, you know, as I keep meeting these these guys who are married, and it's like, don't ever get married. You know, is the worst possible thing, or you know, I I understand. That. And they keep I doing that. You know, I know kind of part of it is wrong, but then of course, you know, I after that you kind of get fall into the you know fall into the role, and you just you kind of get. What would you know, it take to get you on a date with any kind of woman? What what circumstance or situation? Well. I don't know. 
I honestly don't know. I think I think I need to lose weight. For, I know that, and that's for my own sure, self confidence. Sure, I get it. I'm you not going to. I know that's a cliche thing, but I'm not arguing. We, we right, you got to look right. your, feel your best and look your best, or whatever. Right, you can feel. Right. I get that. I get that. But it's been it's had had to have been twelve to fifteen years since this relationship. It's ended. been a while. Yeah, stop been wearing off. sandals with socks, man. I mean, that's that's that the, is actually a valid point. <laughs> that's a valid point. Stop wearing sandals with. Okay, all right. Come hit me. Come hit me, OCD boy. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. D may have a point. Uh-huh, here. Uh-huh. That's a good start, though, right? I won't buy you a drink. I'll buy an airplane instead. Go, yeah, go, go okay. get more Dr. Schultz. Shut up, sweater. If bag. you start your own show, you can use it as an excuse to get women on the show, too. Right. And then Matt will probably go for him, and then, yeah. Well, hey, look, completely cock I've, me out seen, of it, I've yeah. seen Matt on several occasions take an interest in a young lady and then. Pass her off to you. Oh, I love when that happens. I love it when that happens. I don't like her anymore. There's something weird with her here, Jeff. You play with her. I'm a charitable guy. Why should I deny (laughs) that? You know, that's just wonderful. Right? Look, Jeff is actually a, a great person for a gal yeah he really i mean he, he really not only the, toilet well yeah he's the handyman he <laughs> is the handyman here's how the show started tonight folks right. ding dong is- jeff jeff comes to the door matt opens it up i need you to look at my toilet <laughs> just like flashbacks from madonna and isaac <laughs> but no jeff is very very loyal and he's gentle yeah. and he, he is. but he hasn't identified at all to me and not to you obviously about huh. what he is looking for in okay. a woman, where i okay. have defined that for you good part you have short Short, sassy, little attitude, and married. That's right. what you like. But <laughs> I'm going to, as we close here, we got about four minutes left in this right. extended edition of the Knapsack Files on location. Jeff, can you answer and give me any kind of hint of what kind of woman you're attracted to, looking for, or would like to find? Oh, dear God, you put me on the spot now. Yeah, I did. But you, you did? had 15 years to think about this. Well, you look it at should you. just look come out. He, See, has, you can't he has his type. Me to you. What's the actress on Dallas that you liked? Uh, back, uh, well, Victoria Principal? No, the one with the short hair, the blonde. Oh, uh, Kimberly Foster. The Kimberly Foster. Dallas, okay, yeah. so right. that was his all-time uh, woman that he wanted uh, and still looking for. No one knows okay. about who uh, she is. Look it up. So, Google okay, Kimberly okay. Foster, Dallas. Sarah Silverman. Okay. I love Sarah Silverman. Okay. We're working here. Right, right, right. I know people that know her. All right, come on down. All right. You know, uh-huh. very comedic. Okay. I do like an aggressive woman. A, def, sexually aggressive or professionally aggressive, or what do you mean? A little bit of both. A little bit, but I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, she, she's got she's got to you know pay the rent and then uh-huh. you know bring it home to dad. Wow, what you want to date? A, <laughs> you want to date a hooker? What's going no, on? No, did that didn't work out. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, I'm kidding. All right, keep right, going. Yes, you like you like a comedic divorce? Right. You like a, a, a aggressive, confident woman? Right, and. But, Oh dear God! Uh, what does she do as a career, though? That's what I want to. What What do you think in your mind? You don't she care. Does as a career? No, you once said I, Matt told. Maybe it's not true. Let me confirm. Matt once told me that you don't like smart women. Is that true? No, not I, like, I think, but intimidated. Definitely intimidated. I am. I am intimidated. I, I will give you that. I will give you that. Oh, gee, yeah, that makes me look like a wonderful person. You're smarter than me. I hate you. No, it's fine. But she made, if she made more money, that kind of bothers you, right? No, not really. Well, then you've changed then because it used to bother you a little bit. Well, he's, come no. on, it did bother you. All right, all right, I'll give you that. Grown and changed. I will give you that. All right. To me, it's a turn on, quite frankly. I mean, honestly. I mean, I, uh, that's why yeah. I had my humor appraised because I'll never make right. enough right. compared right. to her. But right. you add the appraisal of the humor, and then it kind of balances I, out. My last two uh, 
relationships, uh, it says, has been uh, the, I was not the breadwinner. And well, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Look, Ken, I mean, we're not the most attractive guys here. So we're, we're just a cu- three a average of, dudes. That's of pretty much average in, in one nutcase, mm. all right? So, <laughs> so, I mean, that's just you pick which one. But I'm just saying, we in the grand We've scheme of things. We've left a lot of evidence for them to sift through. Today. In the grand scheme of things, we truly are nice gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We are hardworking people. We have a good work ethic. There's, yeah. there's, that's true. I mean, so honestly, I mean, we're good catches. We really, truly are. Yes. Uh, and I have to think it's going to happen at some uh-huh. point. I just wanted it to happen at least by 35. Um, but it I, hasn't. But it hasn't. Um, and I just don't want to. I just don't want to be that that end of the news story where the 90 year old meets the 92 year old. <laughs> they get married and then he dies the very next day. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to be that. Um, well, then you got to get Please. out there. You got to calm down a little bit. Yes. And calm down. What, what does yeah, that mean? Well, you're, you're, you don't email a girl 20 times. In an hour. Thank you. I didn't. Just, thank just, you. Ken, calm down. Ken, that's thank a, you. That's calm a, down. You're misconstruing the evidence, man. <laughs> I, you, sh- you showed me the email chain tonight at Dennis. Okay, Ken, how long was From 938 to 11.07 in the morning. <laughs> I typed 70 some words a minute, so a sentence is not very hard for me to type. <laughs> I, I, I just think give her some space. But um, he does. He does get a little. I'm uh, sorry. If someone emails me back and asks me a question, guess what? I answer the question. And then you ask you. Then you, you ask question to them several times over. And uh, over. No, that's, that's not true. And over. Let's not attack him. Not true. We, we, no, we, that's you attack away that, with that, accuracy, but you're attacking me with with uh, falsehoods here. I, 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 I'm a hyperbole, okay. but. Uh, okay. um, I think just get yourself out there. There's nothing sexier to a woman than, than confidence uh, matched with success. <laughs> Love getting him riled up. All right. No, so it's fine. This has been the Knapsack Files on Location with Matt Donovan and Jeff Moody, who two of my favorite people who I've known for a very long time. And it was a bit of a thrill and honor to get them on this. And I think we're going to record some more during the week. So um, lucky you, Knapsack Files audience. We, you're going to have a lot to hear from these two uh, wonderful guys who are entertaining to the end. Now, um, I know you both have trouble and issues with social media, and I, I don't, I don't <laughs> disagree with you on it. But it's the way we are and the where we're at. And I think through this, you could start meeting interesting people um, by putting yourself out there with this. Look how entertaining you two cats are. So, what, what is your Twitter handle, man? I believe it's right now the Maddie DX. Okay, so you have five followers. That's ridiculous. But you are followed by Gray Drake. Yeah, she was the first. Uh, follow Steve. Matt Donovan at at the Maddie DX. That's Maddie with two T's, a Y, and a DX. And you can follow Jeff as uh, he, Mr. Jeff, and your your profile picture is stupid, and it has <laughs> you have two followers. You follow by your you follow by Gavin Sudart, so you got that going for you. I have to get rid of that. You're <laughs> that, at, that changes tonight. At Mon Fufu thirteen, M O N F U F U. 13. All right. I hope you guys, if you guys get five followers out of this, then my mission has been uh, accomplished for coming up here this week. And real quick, Ken, I just yeah. want to say that I have listened to every podcast you've done thus far. Yes. And the company you keep is some very cool, interesting people. <laughs> no, seriously, they're very cool, nice, fun to listen to. I do yeah. hope one day to meet each and every one of them. Well, you've got to get your asses down to L.A. because I can't bring all – I was supposed to bring uh, Matt Key and Brittany Wallach and Megan Finley up this week. It didn't work out. Um, but uh, So you guys got to come down to L.A. at some point, and I'll take you around. I'll take you to the Schmozno studio. Take you – we'll go uh, – you can watch one of the shows and maybe get your ass 
flashes on the air there. Um, so there you go. That has been the Knapsack Files. Don't forget to find us on Facebook. We have a Knapsack Files Facebook page. Also, follow me on Twitter at Cospan, K-O-Z-P-A-N. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you see us on iTunes, subscribe, leave a comment, rate, and review, please. That's how you get up in the business. You can also find us on Podomatic. And also, every Thursday at 10 p.m. PST on the Toad Hop Network Encore Presentations of the Knapsack Files are presented following the Schmozno Movie Podcast, which airs 8 to 10 itself. That's a lot of information, but I think you all know it. So, for Matt Donovan and Jeff Moody, I'm Ken Knapsack, broadcasting live to tape from my hometown of Royal Grande. We'll see you next time on the Knapsack Files.